a Michigan school had to deny allegations that litter boxes were provided for furries in the bathroom. Emails show that U.S. scientists suspect COVID lab leak, but then downplayed it, and a mother dies of COVID after being denied monoclonal antibodies. We're into all this and more in just one second. If you can, please drop this video a like, subscribe to the falsifications on you. If you can, listen to flips of this show, the Joey Saladino Show, and all the podcast apps. Go there, click subscribe, and please rate five stars. Now let's get right into this. That is being pushed through our schools is um, just my opinion, but somewhat nefarious when it comes to some of the um, activities. So let's talk about fury, furries. <laughs> it was addressed by a child uh, a couple months ago that they are put in an environment where there are kids that are that identify as a furry, a cat or a dog, whatever. And so yesterday I heard that at least one of our schools in our town has a, in one of the unisex bathrooms, a litter box for the kids that identify as cats. And um, I am really disturbed by that. And I, I will do some more investigation on that. I know it's going on nationwide. I know it is. It's part of the agenda that's being pushed. I don't, I don't even want to understand it. But I think that people need to be aware of it because I am really upset as a parent that my child is put in an environment like that. And, um, you know, I'm all for creativity and imagination. But when someone lives in a fantasy world and expects other people to go along with it, I have a problem with that. So I'm just putting that out there. I will investigate more. So a school in Michigan had to deny allegations that litter boxes were provided for furries in the bathroom. So uh, a nefarious rumor struck Midland School District in Michigan, but has now been debunked. So I want to be clear with that. It, 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 it was probably a bunch of kids playing a joke, but you can't put anything past these school districts anymore. You really can't. And I'm sure if you wanted to make some left-wing progressive push, that you could probably convince them in order to put litter boxes in the bathrooms. I'm 100% certain on that. If you would do enough lobbying of these of the school districts and convincing and make it in a whole left-wing ordeal, I am convinced you can actually get litter boxes put in the bathrooms. And maybe perhaps just maybe I'll do something like that. I'll do I'll maybe I'll maybe I'll do some type of secretive push to get that done. I don't know. I I think it'll be a fun prank the pull uh, to actually convince them. So let's read what this says. Watch at recent school bar meeting. It was revealed that Michigan school plays litter boxes in the bathrooms. Uh, so students can, uh, for students that identify as cats, unbelievable. But uh, yeah, we found out that that's actually debunked. The rumor alleges that the students identifies as furries had been accommodated with litter boxes. If true, the rumor might sound like society's beginning to collapse in on itself. Luckily, it couldn't be more untrue. The New York Post reporter at the school sit-down concerned parent uh, Lisa Henson said she was re really disturbed after reportedly learning from a student that at least one of the schools in the town in one of the unisex bathrooms, a litter box for kids uh, for uh, identify as cats. Okay. She said, I'm all for creativity and imagination, but when someone lives in a fantasy world and expects uh, other people to go along with it, I have a problem with that. Officials came forward and said on Facebook, let me be clear, in a communication, there is no truth whatsoever to this false statement and accusation. There have, been, there have never been litter boxes within the school. One commentator seemed, uh, seemed to have believed that the litter bucket had been placed in the MPS classroom for lockdowns. Uh, the way I understood some litter and buckets were placed inside rooms at the school. It was used in the case of a lockdown or a shelter in place where kids cannot 
leave the room due to safety issues. They would have to be going, they would have to be able to go in buckets. The litter would absorb it as it should, but never as catering to those who identify as animals. It does not seem that any person in a thread consisted uh, the statements in community seem widely okay. Whatever. Um, maybe they could just teach them that they're not cats. Just a wild suggestion. That's what someone said. One commentator argued that the communication statement was issued that was meant to be the emergencies, not PR. It was form uh, this was not form of communication. It's okay. Whatever. whatever. Um, other, others replied joking about the emergency nature of bathroom use. Another said, I believe it also used to convey a public message that go to a larger demographic. Okay, I don't really know what they're saying about that stuff, to be honest. But we live in a world that is actually beyond parody now. The Babylon Bee, that's not even a parody publication. That is just real news publication now at this point. And, um, or future news publication. That, that, that's what it should really be. Uh, the Babylon Bee is just a future news publication. So email shows that U.S. scientists suspected the COVID, la la the COVID lab leak theory was true, but then downplayed it. So released emails reveal that scientists who attribute the COVID-19 pandemic to natural origins and downplay the lab leak theory had different ideas in private. Now, because the mainstream media is not going to be covering these leaked emails, I urge you guys to click all the engagement buttons to help this show grow and the real news can get out there. So I'm going to read through one of these emails. Says, hi, Tony. Thanks for sharing. Yes, I saw earlier today that both Eddie and myself actually quoted in it. It is a great article, but the problem is that our whatever analysis aren't able to answer whether the sequence of individ individual, uh, unusual and as individual reside. Okay. Except, uh, okay, on a whatever tree of the virus looks totally normal and close clustering with bats suggests that bats serve as a reservoir. The unusual features of the virus make it a really small part of the genome. So that, okay, whatever, just gobbledygook for, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna read the cliff notes on that because there's a lot of scientist-y gobbledygook. So conversations between scientists and public officials indicate that some have chosen to conceal evidence that may add to the conspiracies. According to the notes from February 2020, meaning Dr. Robert Gary from the School of Medicine said, I really can't think of a plausible natural scenario where you get from the bat virus to NCOV, where you insert exactly four amino acids, 12 nucleotides that all have been added at the exact same time to gain this function. I just can't figure out how this gets accomplished in nature, Gary added. Don't mention a lab origin, as that would add fuel to the conspiracists. So they basically were saying not to lend weight to what could be fact, because it gives conspiracists fuel. And that doesn't make them conspiracists then. That makes them truth seekers. New questions are being asked whether scientists and health officials knew about the origins of the virus and whether the evidence was hidden from the public. Dr. Anthony Fauci was reportedly warned as of early as January 27, 2020 about the National Institute of Allergy and Infections Diseases being linked to the Wuhan lab through Echo Health. Uh, the principal deputy executor, executor, executive, whatever, Suggested that Fauci, that a particular tide, okay, whatever. There's a bunch of nothingness. Dr. Fauci, okay, let's read what this says. Letter uh, on January 31st, 1032 p.m., 2020. He gets an email, excuse me, from Dr. Christian Anderson that says, the virus looks engineered, virus not consistent with evolutionary theory. 
Dr. Fauci goes into complete overdrive to cover this information up and not present it to the American people. He organizes a conference call the next day with Fauci, Collins, and 11 virologists from around the world on that call. Mr. Gary, Dr. Gary on that call says this, I don't know how this happens in nature, but it would be easy to do in a lab. Four days later, those people who express those sentiments start to change their position. They write a piece in Nature Medicine magazine on February 16th. It first gets published online. That piece is then cited on February 9th, 2020, in the now famous letter in The Lancet that becomes the gospel that this thing, according to Fauci and this group, didn't come from a lab. All that happens in 20 days. So they go from this thing looks engineered this thing is not consistent with evolutionary theory. This thing could not have happened in nature. This thing would be easy to do in a lab to completely change in their position. And here's the kicker. The two guys who said those things, Dr. Anderson and Dr. Gary, three months later get rewarded with an $8.9 million grant from Dr. Fauci to continue to do research on coronavirus. I mean, I, I, I think there's a couple obvious questions that should have been, that, 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 that should have happened two years ago this month. Why didn't Dr. Fauci, when he first got put on notice that this was happening after that con uh, conference call on February 1st, why didn't he notify the commander in chief? We have no evidence that he talked to the president of the United States. We have no evidence that he talked to any of his bosses. He spent the time trying to change the narrative. Dr. Fauci got a chance to edit the very article that became the basis for the letter in the Lancet, which as again, we all know became the gospel that this couldn't have come from a lab according to these, these experts. So, I mean, he said it, he really did say it best. Um, and, and this just shows more that has, this has not really been about safety. None of this has been about showing the truth. Most of this has pretty much just been about politics from the start, from the get-go. Something that we called out, we literally called out from the start. So a mother dies of COVID after being denied monoclonal antibodies. This was in California, and they're filing a lawsuit, and they will hopefully win this wrongful death lawsuit. Now, before we read into this, obviously because the mainstream media is not going to cover this fairly, click all the engagement buttons, like, share, subscribe, send it to your friend, add it to a Facebook group, whatever you have to do. Let's make sure we get the real news and the truth out there. So let's read. In California, mother had died of COVID-19 after being denied a vaccine of monoclonal antibodies treatment because she had, uh, she had MS. Someone tweeted out vaccine mandates. Uh, vaccine mandates, then why was a 45-year-old mother who, was, who has managed MS and was healthy denied the vaccine and monoclonal antibodies by her health care provider? When you're immunocompromised, according to the experts, you need the vaccine. This was wrong and someone died. Yeah, it's quite, this is very strange because normally they're, they're just forcing people to take the vaccine, but they also denied the proper treatment. She died December 16th after refusing after being refused a vaccine despite asking for one seven times within six months. According to her family, it's like the left really cannot do anything right. Like Democrats that are in charge of these things can really never do anything right. According to her family's attorney, uh, she was denied monoclonal antibody treatments after contracting the virus. Her family plans to file a wrongful death suit against her health care provider. She was a very happy mother in, uh, of three managing MS, according to attorney, according to, okay, whatever, uh, her children aged 16, 14, and 19. In February, the mother was put on a new drug regimen for MS, which suppressed her immune system. According to the lawyer, uh, when she inquired about the COVID vaccine, she was denied one because it contained a live virus. When you're immune compromised, you need the COVID-19 vaccine. 
Deldana explained, noting that uh, she was denied the vaccine seven times over the six months. In August, they asked her neurologist about getting the vaccine, and he told her uh, that she had to get one. According to lawyers, two days later, she runs over to Keisher to get the vac- COVID vaccine, uh, and she f- feels symptoms, so they test her again, and she's got COVID. Uh, let's read what else. Uh, was given antibiotics and steroids, which is not recommended. After she was denied monoclonal antibody treatments, her husband got her discharged from the hospital in Irvine and took her to this other hospital, uh, but she was told it was too late. Uh, they said that she was stable, she was stabilizing after returning to Kaiser, where she eventually died. Twice this, okay, um, trying to get to the meat of this. There's a public service announcement. If you're told to get the vaccine because it's a live vaccine, then that's just flat out wrong. And everybody whose immune system is down needs to get the vaccine. Okay, so it, this is this is a crazy case because this is not like the other case where uh, they denied treatment because they didn't have the vaccine or they were forcing them to get the vaccine in order to give them treatment. This was an even stranger situation because they're normally forcing everyone to get the vaccine. And this is the case where she didn't get the vaccine because she didn't want to get COVID. They wouldn't let her get the vaccine. Then she got COVID. And now that she had, then she get, got COVID, they tried to get her the proper treatment. They wouldn't give her the treatment. And then she died of COVID. There, there are so many levels of wrong here. And there's so many levels of this shouldn't have happened. And it's crazy because it, it's, it, they're, they're taking that personal responsibility away from people. And they're making up these arbitrary rules that are quite literally leading to people dying. And... You know, that's the thing is if you if you die from your own choices, that's one thing. But if you're dying because you're not able to make those choices that you, you're trying to make, then that that is a completely different thing. The left always likes to say, oh, look, people in Florida are dying from COVID because they're not getting the vaccine. Well, hey, guess what? If I die from COVID because I didn't get the vaccine, then that's my choice. It's plain and simple. I'm weighing my risk to reward. I'm weighing the pros and cons. And guess what? I had COVID at least at least two of the variants I've had for, for for sure, even though I never even got tested, which I love. Like, shout out to the gang out there who hasn't even gotten tested for COVID yet. I'm part of the that small few club. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's a sad story, and it, and it sucks to— we're going to probably be covering more stuff like this, and it's, this is not going to be, you know, the first. We're going to probably start covering waves of vaccine deaths maybe one day, which I don't want to cover. I hope, I hope we are— I hope for the for the greater good, I hope that the vaccines are safe for the greater good. Anyway, guys, let me know what you think. Please drop a video like, subscribe to the notifications on every single day. If you can listen to Flip Flow, the show, the Joey Salander Show on the podcast apps, if you can, go rate five stars on the podcast apps. Go there, subscribe. The show goes live every single morning there. So as you're commuting to work, as you're doing work, or you know, if you're at the gym, you can listen to the show. Uh, you can listen to me attempt to read articles. Today was a really rough day. I don't know. I'm very spacey today, if you can tell. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for watching and listening. Peace out.